Hey everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. On the podcast today, we'll be discussing motorcycle technology, something we haven't quite hit yet. And we have a very special guest with us, Andrew Scott from Yamaha, Canada. Um, As you all know, Yamaha Alberta came on as a corporate member this year, and we are very, very excited to have somebody straight from the big office to come and talk to us about bike tech. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, good. So before we get into this, I know that we both had thought that I would have had a chance to take out Dan Cochran's demo bike before (laughs) we got on this. Life is just throwing curveballs at me lately, and I never did get a chance to ride it. I'm hoping that by the time this podcast, everybody's listening to it, that I have had the chance. And if I do, I will post up a, a little yeah, blurb absolutely. about it. So if you get a chance, you absolutely should give it a shot. It's a, an it's a beautiful bike. <laughs> yeah. And it, it I just is, looked yeah. at it and I was like, that would be fun. Yeah. First, a little <laughs> bit about you. How did you get into bikes and then land the absolute most fun job in the world? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess it's, uh, it goes back quite, quite a long way. I'm, uh, yeah, always liked taking stuff apart when I was a kid, and I guess that trickled into my adult life, and I became a motorcycle technician, actually, uh, more more by fluke than anything else. I was in school for something else and was working part-time at a, at a dealership, and school ended, and I just kept showing up. So I, uh, they offered me an apprenticeship, and just kind of trickled up from there. And from there, I started at Yamaha, actually in, in a similar role in, in the shop, and then into the office, more of a technical service role, so um, supporting uh, quality control for, for new models and stuff like that. And now I'm, uh, now I'm taking taking part of product planning, market planning for all of Canada for motorcycles and actually ATVs and side by sides as well. So, so all, you get to play with stuff. you get to play with all of them then. I sure do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> What kind of, uh, I know Yamaha is a pretty wide range of types of bikes. Um, can you remind our listeners what they offer and what are some of your favorites? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, so, I mean, Yamaha itself, we have a huge racing heritage. And I think that's really reflected in our motorcycle lineup. Because uh, a lot of our bikes are very sport focused, Um Right from our MT series, which is the MT10 that you're you're speaking about, and hopefully we'll get a chance to try. Uh, but also, we, you know, all our R series bikes, that's the R1, the new R7, and the R3, and of course our, our dirt bikes, the YZ series, which is uh, fantastic. Um, but of course, we have a lot of other uh, in our lineup as well, from sport touring, adventure touring. The T7 has been hugely popular for us and very successful, especially at West. And, uh, you know, and then of course, everything, uh, everything in between, we do have a few, few little cruisers for people that are interested in that as well. But, um, yeah, 
Try to, try to cover a little bit of everything, but a lot, a lot of sport, a lot of fun. So <laughs> of fun stuff. mostly we all know, of course, yes, we all know Yamaha mostly for sport, but it's nice to see, you know, the little model here and there to compete with the other brands, um, which is always good, especially adventure. That's really taken off in the last few years with COVID, especially a lot of people wanting to have adventures at home. Absolutely. Well, the nice part is, it allows you to continue your journey when, when the asphalt ends, right? You can explore that back road um, if it's a little bit gravel, but even the, the T7 is just as capable on, on some pretty tight trails that you wouldn't typically see an adventure bike on, which is, uh, which is really cool. What is your fastest sport bike, do you think? And how fast could it go on a track? Let's, let's, make, let's make that perfectly clear. Uh, on a track. <laughs> That's uh, absolutely yes, yeah. Speed limit on the street. Um, <laughs> yes. She's top top speed. That's a great question. I'm not sure, but definitely our fastest bike would be the R1 or the R1M on the track, which is our our flagship 1000 cc super sport bike. Yeah. I should take that one out for a ride too. <laughs> you absolutely should. <laughs> Let's get into. Um, I mean, you've been in the industry for quite a while um, as a tech and and working your way up Mm -hmm. into the office. You would have seen then a lot of the technology on motorcycles change. What what are some of the biggest positive changes that you've seen over the years? Let's start there. Uh, Technology in general or or safety related? Um, Technology in general. Let's start there. Well, I think think the biggest one that we're seeing – in all, all lineups, all model ranges is fuel injection. That's, uh, that's probably key. It's, uh, makes, makes starting motorcycles a lot easier, the more consistent, and it's just better for the environment as well. You don't have to worry about sitting there, letting a bike warm up to make sure it reaches the optimized, uh, fuel, fuel mixture. Um, but then, you know, ABS itself too, that, that's a huge one. It's really, it's, you know, common in, pretty much every street bike now every manufacturer offers their models at least with an option for abs if not standard on on everything and i think that's uh that's huge especially uh you know up in canada where half half our year isn't uh the most ideal riding condition so just for people who might be new to the sport or may not understand abs is uh sorry (laughs) anti-lock braking system yes yeah 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 so why do you first, think that's uh, first, super important in Canada? Well, uh, ABS is, it's nice because it, it prevents a, a lot of accidents. I mean, it was first introduced in what, the eighties, I think in, in automotive. And, uh, you know, it just really helps any sort of wheel lockup in whether you're loose gravel conditions, wet roads, any less than ideal traction or hard braking. It prevents that wheel lockup by tra- basically Pulsing the, the brakes in itself so that it allows the wheel to slip a little bit and, and continue traction while you're trying to slow down. Yeah. Fun fact, I have uh, locked up my back wheel on my cruiser a long time ago. Not, not ideal situation. Uh, somehow managed to get myself out of it. It was good. Um, what kind of safety tech have you seen developed outside of maybe ABS that... Um, has maybe helped riders? Well, well, I mean, 
stepping up from ABS. Uh, the next next biggest one is uh, a UBS or like a universal braking system. And we have that on a few of our bikes, and I know other manufacturers do as well. Basically, it's taking that traditional braking system, which is a separate front and rear brake control, and it allows uh, a line that travels between the two. So if you apply a little bit of, say, rear brake, it'll apply some pressure to the front or vice versa. That way, you're not just uh, potentially you know, locking up or relying on just, just one brake, and it'll allow for a more controlled stop of, of the motorcycle which is uh, definitely a lot safer. Um, you know, looking next, you know, another big one for us is uh, ride-by-wire technology. We're starting to see that a lot more in, in a lot of motorcycles. And uh, you know, the cool part about this is it's allowing the ECU to intercept throttle input from the rider and adjust accordingly. So if, if somebody is you know, maybe giving it too much throttle, which would norm- normally cause you know, wheel slip, if, you know, based on driving modes and stuff like that, the, uh, the ECU can intervene and prevent, prevent uh, wheel spin. A big benefit, I think I just kind of said, it is driving modes uh, from a safety aspect, right? So you can t- choose, the rider can select, you know, between two, three, four riding mode options and uh, dial in the motorcycle's output based on the riding condition, the road surface. So very common one is always referred to as a, like a rain mode or something. So in those less than aisle ideal conditions, wet, wet riding, you can dial, dial the uh, engine output back, um, basically soften the throttle response or even reduce the peak power, which is really, really helpful in those less than ideal traction uh, conditions. So that would be kind of like in vehicles that have sport mode that make it a little peppier we have these modes in motorcycles now that can help us navigate. So we're not having to really have to focus on absolutely everything. The bike will help you focus as well. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we see it on, uh, in different variations as well. So in some of our sport touring, we may have a, a touring mode or a sport mode that, you know, then again, adjusts the throttle response towards the, um, type of riding that you're trying to do, right? You're not always trying to be the most aggressive, but when you're in that sort of sporty minded mindset riding, you want that sharper throttle response, you can turn it back up. Or again, if it's less than ideal, turn it, turn it back down and uh, have a, a safer ride despite, uh, you know, if you accidentally give it a little bit too much throttle. Absolutely. Have you noticed, uh, here's a really kind of probably maybe naive or generalistic comment. Um, <laughs> lights i we've gone from like these incandescent type bulbs to i see pretty much everybody putting out leds or is there any other type of lights that have been brought onto bikes for safety factors we're not uh, led is definitely um becoming very commonplace in motorcycle and it's nice it's uh it's good for for the vehicle itself because they last longer it's good for the consumer you don't have to worry about replacing bulbs or, or worrying about a bulb going out uh, but it also reduces the electrical load on the motorcycle as well freeing up um, additional voltage if you want to add, add more accessories but the output from leds is phenomenal compared to a traditional halogen or incandescent bulb and we're able to really target the, that light beam and we're seeing it a lot more in especially in say our MT series with those really narrow small headlights, 
to really focus the way that that light is aimed and provide some excellent visibility at night because of it. Do you and think also just, just brighter? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Do you, it, is it easy for people with older model bikes that don't necessarily have led bulbs to switch over? Um, it is these days. Um, <laughs> I mean, Amazon makes everything accessible, right? <laughs> you can, uh, you can actually get led bulbs in pretty much any shape and size. And uh, again, you know, it's, uh, if you can get them, it's definitely worth it. Cause they'll always be brighter, increasing visibility of even your turn signals and brake lights as well. Um, but also just reducing that, uh, that load on, on your motorcycle as well. And it's charging system, which is always, always a benefit, especially on an older, older motorcycle. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, I don't even know what I have in my current triumphs, but I should probably look at that because I, I, yeah. I, lights are a big thing. If if you can't see those, you can't really see you exactly. and we're small enough already. Any other types of technology that's come on board that maybe might be fascinating for people to learn about? I know lots of people like tracking apps or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, well, on, on the R1, we do offer some tracking apps for track use um, and stuff like that. But we have some other cool technology that's starting to trickle down into quite a few to, few of uh, the models in our lineup. Uh, one, what we call is uh, an IMU, so it's an inertial measuring unit. And basically what it is, uh, a gyro sensor and a G-sensor accelerometer. And it measures six axis of measurement. So that's your... Uh, side-to-side twist, forward and back pitch, as well as side-to-side lean. And in itself, the, the IMU isn't necessarily a safety feature, but what it does is feeds a lot of information to some other systems which we've put out recently. Um, one being we have a, a dynamic brake control system. So basically, uh, as you lean further into a corner, the IMU will sense that and adjust the way that the, uh, the ABS will pulse as you're in that corner. So the, the, the hitting isn't quite as hard because you're at a more, uh, a steeper lean angle, which could cause more of a, a slip out. If you, if you have that hard pulse on, on the rear wheel, uh, another one speaking of slide outs is we have a slide control system. So it, it is pretty much uh, as straightforward as that. If the IMU detects an abnormal sideways twist from the rear wheel, it will step in and the ECU will adjust our delivery and actually, uh, stop the slide or in case of the R1 pane on the setting you have in you'll allow it to hold that slide just stepped out that little bit which is which is kind of cool that is neat um, <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild uh lift control is another one that we have so again the, the IMU detects that abnormal backwards pitch that's caused when the front wheel starts to lift and the again the ECU interferes and adjusts power delivery bringing the wheel back down maintain control um even Does- just you know oh sorry does that mean no more wheelie Wednesdays? Uh, it can be turned off, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, you shouldn't be out on the street anyway. Again, don't do that no, on the street. Right. But <laughs> when at the track, <laughs> when at the track, yep. Yeah, yeah. All all rider aids are uh, are fully adjustable within uh, within a, f- a few ranges um, and on how much they they intervene as well. So they can either be no intervention basically leaving it as a t- traditional motorcycle or, you know, very high levels of intervention, which is, uh, which is going to stop, you know, any 
almost any wheel lift, any slide, that, that type of thing. I think uh, even though that when you're talking about everything that um, can track kind of lean angles and stuff like that, a lot of riders I find are very interested in that um, data because it kind of helps them grow as a rider as well. So where it might not be a safety factor, it's definitely educational on your type of riding. Is that yeah. so? That's available on some of your models that you have out now, or still just yeah, track? So, but so that that CCU uh, data logger that's that's mainly for the track on the R ones. Um, it's come standard on the R one M actually, and then uh, it's an option on the R one. And what that I mean that is pretty cool at the track because you can measure you know your your speed in speed out, and it'll actually track on a map the your laps as you're going around, which is, which is pretty neat. Um, but as far as the data logging on the street, we don't, uh, don't really have like anything like that. Not yet. Anyway. Oh, I'm but sure it's coming. Neat. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So can you tell me, um, I know you've been in this industry a long time. Why is safety an important thing for Yamaha to promote or like to come on the show and help us talk about things, you know, things like that. Why is safety an important factor? Well, I mean, number one, we're, we're riders and enthusiasts too. That's why, why we're into it. And, you know, we all want to get out. We all love to enjoy riding. We don't have a ton of free time. So we want to make sure it's a pleasurable experience. Um, and just, you know, make sure that it's safe and enjoyable uh, for everyone. And you know, we want to encourage new riders to, to get into the industry, to, to get on bikes and, and continue, you know, moving the, the industry forward. And so for us, it's important that they're, you know, built to the highest quality and provide so that real world tech to help keep riders safe and engaged and know that they have, uh, you know, as much as they can behind them, that's uh, making them, giving them peace of mind to, to know that they're they're safe. They can just go out and enjoy and not have to, you know, worry or anything or think, think in the back of their mind what's going to happen. I can't imagine riding back in like the 40s or 50s where your motorcycles <laughs> weren't necessarily so reliable. <laughs> It'd be a little stressful to go on a long trip. So it's nice to see, um, you know, the distributors of all the different brands and, and Yamaha specifically putting all that quality thought into the product that you're putting out there because it does ease our minds to just be able to hop on and go and yeah. have normal yeah. service like you should. That's probably, let's very quickly touch on that actually as a service tech because that's kind of where you started. Yep. Why would service be so important for people mm. to, because you know, you have your car maintenance that you're supposed yep. to follow. Yep. Bike-wise, why is that so important? Well, just, just regular maintenance definitely helps um, ensure that all systems are running at their designed capability. So oil changes, I think everybody's usually pretty consistent on that. And with motorcycles, especially in Canada, uh, for most of us, it's an annual thing, really. It's uh, <laughs> because we don't do a, a ton of mileage necessarily, but there's a lot of people that do do large tours, which is awesome, and change more, more often. But it's all the little things, too that uh, a lot of people maybe neglect. I know, especially in, in automotive, they would. But brake fluid, that's a, that's a great one. Um, I know it seems, you know, unnecessary. If there's fluid in it, why would you change it? But, you know, brake fluid in itself is uh, hygroscopic, so it actually, you know, a moisture will get in, but it doesn't mix with it. 
and it is heavier than brake fluid, so it will sit down in the actual calipers. And that's where all the heat is. And once that heats up, it can actually turn the steam, and you'll, you'll lose a lot of braking force, which could be pretty, pretty dangerous because when you need your brakes in a pinch, you, uh, <laughs> you need them. You can't, uh, can't sacrifice that. So little things like that, it's, it's super important just to make sure that you, uh, you're always on top of your maintenance. And a lot of these are fairly simple systems to do. And, you know, most dealers are, it's not like going into a car dealership, right? Like everybody at a, at a motorcycle dealership, they're, they're happy to be there and uh, enjoy working on the stuff. They're friendly and they ride too. And they'll, they'll, they love hearing the stories and just talking and <laughs> we'll probably end up going on a ride with you if you really wanted to. Right? <laughs> I used to do it all the time. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so making sure that all those fluids and stuff are, are good. Well, also make sure Super that the important. tech on your bike would be working properly as well. Because I imagine exactly. if you mess with your brake fluid and it's not proper, your anti-lock brake system or your universal brake system may not respond the way it's supposed to. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If the brakes can't function, then, then uh, your ABS or EBS wouldn't be able to function properly as well. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate the time that you've taken with us, Andrew. Again, you're from oh, sure. Yamaha, Canada. We're really happy right. to have Yamaha on board with us here in Alberta. Um, Dan is an amazing ambassador for Yamaha out here. So awesome. it, it is, it's really great to have you. And I appreciate him connecting us so we can talk a bit about technology. <laughs> that was awesome yeah thank you thank, thank you for having me well thank you very much to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from if there's a topic that you'd like us to cover a guest you think that would be great on the show let us know how well you can follow us on all the socials or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org or by email at info at ab-amss.org always remember to ride smart ride safe and think bike we will see you out on the road <laughs>